You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Point. Forward. This is Andre Iguodala. This is Evan Turner. We're trying to get to the true essence of not just basketball, but life. And that means something, something, something. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. That level of understanding has been taken out of the game. Out of the game. Tell us about the tell us about the fit tonight, bro. You know how you're jiggy. I am expected to be like live, so this ain't my best fit, but you nah, know. I look nice. Uh, but you always got you the work. flight world on at the right time. Alright, I'm, right, I'm always gonna keep it on. It's my brother brain, you know. Okay. Some brain dead pants. Okay. Off whites. I like how you did my man, socks. My, ch- my chain from Clay. Shout out Clay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you didn't yeah. get a watch, but you got you a yeah, chain. chain. Okay. Clay always look out. All right, that could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse, right? <laughs> right. 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 What's uh? You always got flight world on and uh, uh, Misfit. Yeah, Misfit. Uh, tell us about Misfit. So Misfit is a brand that my girlfriend started uh-huh. for like going on its third year. So I just try to rep it every time I, I can. She been working hard. Yeah. Yeah, she been working hard trying to get her brand out. That's hard. You know, I try to you know use my networking as my best uh, best I can. Then flight world, some my uh brother and them started when I was in high school. Oh, that long? Yeah, yeah. So they've been rapping and stuff. So and he's always called me Flight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I always just try to rap as much as I can. We going to get into that. Yeah. We definitely going to get into that. Flight. So yeah. you was just jumping, huh? Nah. I, in high school, I looked like I could jump. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty. I, was, I used to be athletic. <laughs> All right, no. But you're not an NBA dude. They turn into unathletic. <laughs> I used to be a point forward. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> nah, no, I'm sitting yeah, I'm already knowing, bro. I, I know how mad you is. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's impressive you can adjust your game. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of people don't comprehend how how skilled and how much of an IQ you have to have to adjust your game right. and, you know, do more with less. Yeah, I got drafted. I seen it was only one position where I would have an opportunity to get some time with center. <laughs> hey, you got to figure it out. <laughs> but was that something where you were, like, your whole life you are probably trying to fight fight off being a big man? For sure. you know when you are point forward and stuff, I used to yeah. be the same way. Like, bro, you're not throwing me in a post all because I'm 6'4 as a junior. Like, right. I need to work on my guard skills. Definitely. I, I always you say you can play big man, power four. I ain't hit you want to be power four. Like, I'm not yeah. a power four. I'm yeah. a small four or guard. But at some point, it's like, all right, well, like my second or third year, I still was trying to, like, I'm, a, I'm a power four. At some point, it's like, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to be a big man. And just... But when you're in college and everything, Steve Alford did a pretty good job of allowing you to, you know, Take advantage of the big man and mitts matches and everything like that. He, yeah, he ran a lot of stuff where you can get your, you know, your rocks off, shooting, driving. Yeah, you know what I mean. I actually learned how to set my first screen and roll in really in college. Yeah, he had me setting me and Bryce Alford, Isaac Hamilton, them guys, Norman yeah. Powell. When oh, I, wow. I was setting a lot of that screens. Was a hell of, yeah. The Hamilton brothers, yeah, right? They yeah, yeah. yeah, and then uh, Bryce Alford was doing his thing. Yeah. Did you play a year with? No, you left. You didn't play a year with Zach Levine, did you? No, nah, he was a year before me. Oh yeah, he was yeah. before you. Yeah, him, Kyle Anderson. 
Jordan Dominic Adams. Slow mo. Yeah, they was all before me. Jordan Adams to go, man. Yeah. That was a tough injury. Yeah. He just kept getting hurt. Yeah, he gave me, I remember, never forget, he gave me a call. Like, yeah, I can't wait till you uh, get here. It's just like, probably a couple of days before the draft, uh, the last day you entered the draft. Yeah. Next day, I see his name. <laughs> yeah, but he was going. But at the same time, right. like he was literally, he was going crazy. Right, you yeah. know what I mean. I remember right. Mike Conley trying to say he played a little bit like right James Harden in a sense. Yeah, like, but he just kept getting right. kept getting injured, unfortunately. Yeah, I know how that go. So, oh, speaking of uh, mis misfit, we got misfit misfit in the building. Thanks for the uh, swipe twos. I got two of them, blue and black. She got a new drop coming too. So oh, it's a new drop? Yeah, it'll be looking now. All right, my son is 6'4, he only weighs 140 pounds. <laughs> so I don't know what size he is. He's <laughs> medium. <laughs> no, but we can go back to the game tonight. Um, just kind of give me your thoughts on uh, the game. You know, it's, it's the playoffs. So, you know, we got to be very strategic and careful on what type of information we give out. Right. You know, you know, sometimes you have teams, and people don't understand it's about the playoffs. Right. Everything matters in terms of even the post-game yeah. news conferences. You know, you hear teams say, well, I think we need to do this, and I think we need to do that. And we just sitting there listening like, hey, y'all, this is what they want to do. <laughs> right. So kind of just talk to us about, you know, what you saw going into the game. Because them game threes are, you know, really yeah. hard to win up two up. It's, it's always hard to win on a row, especially in, in the playoffs and just deep in the playoffs. You know, uh, the last few rounds we kind of struggled on the road with turnovers and things like that. So for us, it was just uh, just locking in on, on the small things, the turnovers, the playing hard, the rebounding, all the little things. Because that's where we kind of we kind of lose our games in is when we don't we turn the ball over, don't get back. Start giving up threes and stuff like that. So that was probably the biggest thing for the night. And, and when we do that, we're pretty tough to beat. So uh, that's probably the biggest focus for us. You talk about the small things. You say uh, you yourself, Otto, um, Jordan, Poole, Wiggins. Right. You guys kind of do some, uh, you know, the under the radar work. But night in and night out, what's your mindset going into it and you know accepting your role? Because last game you had twenty. Yeah. This game Wiggins had twenty-seven and thirteen right. while guarding Luka Doncic. Right. How do you prep yourself up to, you know, make the most out of every opportunity? Uh, you know, for me, my role, I got to be as solid as possible. When you're playing with guys like Steph, Draymond, and Clay, like they kind of chaotic. They like to, you know, free flowing. They gonna do all the lot of the wild stuff. So, and when you're the other guy out there, you got to yeah. be real solid. You can't turn the ball over. Kind of got to play not perfect, but in a sense, you got to play that perfect type of game. So, it took me a while to like to learn how to play like that, and it's kind of it's kind of tough. But after you know, years of playing this this style, it's kind of I got used to it. So, you know, for me, going and doing all the small things, the setting screens, getting the loose balls, the the uh, make sure I don't miss no rotations, all the, all the small things that show up on film that get me sub early in my career. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like I had to learn how to perfect how to perfect yeah. that. So, you know, I think it took a guys on our team a, a few months to figure that out. Wigs, Otto, but once they got it, they they've been this playoff. They done locked in. They took us to a whole another level where they kind of playing mistake free basketball and they took our team to a whole another level. So I'm thinking, you know, we had some rookies come in. Right. You know, you can go back to when you first were rookie and then all the guys coming after you. How were you able to, you know, I left and came back and I'm right. like, Loon is like the adult in the room. <laughs> like Loon giving game to the young guys. And some young guys just don't get it. So I noticed you were talking, you were listening. You were listening. Right. Like you were really picking up the game. And right. I'm like, Dang, Loon. You know, we've been we talked to Drew Holiday a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I had like proud moments because you know how I am. I'm not really thinking too much about that. 
But what made you listen? You know, it was Bogues, it was Draymond, it was myself. You know, talk to us about the, 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 what we were giving you and what made you pick it up. So for me, I had to, uh, I was hurt, so I had to learn by by listening. I, I wasn't playing, so I didn't get like game reps or I didn't get a chance to go out there and make mistakes. So I had to learn by listening. And when you're playing on a veteran team, like, they not teaching you the the small things like the coaches. They just expect everybody to know what's going on. So and we're not even practicing that much. <laughs> so I gotta ask a bunch of questions. I gotta really listen to what Andre, what Andre was telling me. Bose, Draymond, Verigile. Like I had a lot of different older players. So I got to learn from from the best of them. So you know, I didn't I didn't know what was going on. So I really was trying to figure out what what to do. And you know, I love the game of basketball. I always studied the game. So it was just fun just to pick y'all brain and, and learn all the small stuff, learn the defensive rotations, learn the, uh, the, how to run the offense and what y'all seeing in the, in the pocket and the pick and rolls, different things like that. So it, it was pretty it, – it, it wasn't easy, but it was pretty easy just to – we got that much knowledge in the room. But when you don't get the chance to actually make mistakes, it, it kind of can make it kind of hard. Yeah. But, but you're taking full advantage of it because yeah. this year you play 82 games, yeah. Ironman. You know what I'm saying? Going to that. As you know, coming from a guy that's not hasn't been playing, had to adjust and everything, but right. you know, making the most of each situation every every night. Yeah, uh, now that was my goal coming into the year, just because you know it was a contract year. I've been had I've, I've been battling injuries my my most of my career, so I just wanted to just get that doubt out of my head and everybody else's head. You know, I just wanted to go out there and play and and uh, just be there for the team. You know. You know, I had times they was probably depending on me that I couldn't play. So that's kind of like the worst feeling you can, mm -hmm. can have as a, as a basketball player. So coming to the year, that was one of my goals, and I was able to complete it. You know, had a good year. I was able to play every game and and play at a pretty high level. So I, I was pretty proud of myself for that. And even you know, as the playoffs go on, I actually feel like I'm getting better, and, and that's the that's the, what you aim for in the summertime. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back, and you know what I've been hearing a lot lately. You know, I'm on a couple of uh, boards, and you know, I sit on like a investment committee for uh, a VC firm. And in these calls, your name been coming up. Right. Wow, what's Kaban Looney been doing lately? Like, how's he getting so good? And people don't, you know, people, you know, you got bandwagoners. So, right. you know, when y'all wasn't playing well, they right. weren't really watching, now right. they're playing well, they might see you. Right. Let's take it all the way back. You know, I want to go all the way back. You know, when did when did you first realize you were fell in love with basketball? And let's talk about baby KD because I'm always explaining. Loon was a point forward. Right. You know, we are a point forward, so we always like bringing right. guys on. Take us all the way back. So I've been playing like I've been playing AAU since second grade. So I've been playing basketball. I got a lot of games under my belt. I got a lot of experience just playing. So I, I've been loving basketball since I was since I, I can remember. So uh, growing up in Milwaukee. You know, I was kind of, I was just had like the real blue chip experience. You know, <laughs> McDonald's All American, going to all the camps, being ranked high. And I took pride in, in all that stuff and playing all those games and, you know, playing against a lot of different players. And, uh, you know, you know, when you come to the NBA, all that kind of goes out the window. People don't really care about that. But I still got that in my mind. Like, I, I can still play. I know I can play at a high level and I know what I can do. And I might not, I might have to play a role, but I still know I got those skills in, in the back of my mind. <laughs> Did you always play point guard? So coming all the way up through. Or when, uh, when was that? In high school, you averaged what 30, 13, 8, and seven, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I always played like, like, like a point forward. You know, uh, I wasn't always the tallest. Uh, I was probably I was tall for like in school, but when we go to AAU, I wasn't yeah. that, that considered the tallest. I was probably like eighth grade. I was probably like five eleven, six right. foot. 
So I was I was kind of on the wing. I, yeah. I was real skinny. My freshman year, I got, I got to about six four, but I was one hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> I didn't like people touching me. I was yeah. trying to get to my pull up, get into the elbow, shoot my jump shot. Yeah. And then that that summer, I probably got to about six seven. I started lifting weights, and I was able to start kind of play like bully ball, and I was able to like kind of change my game. That kind of took me to a whole another level. And uh, so so yeah, like around like tenth grade, I still was playing point point four, and then my senior year. That's when I kind of like was really got really good at being. I was able to shoot the ball. I really got locked in on my skills. I watched probably hours of Dirk, T Mac, mm-hmm. and Kobe. Those were my favorite guys to watch. So I was like, start watching like T Mac in the mid post and uh, watching his game. And those those was my guys. I like I modeled my game after in in high school. And I shot a lot of a lot of pull ups, a lot of jump shots, the pull up threes. And uh, I didn't have to do that. I could have just probably shot hook shots, <laughs> bully ball. But I wanted to, like I said, nobody yeah. wanted to be a center growing yeah, up. So not. that's what I kind of kind of did. And you know, going to college, you know, I played I played more big man, but I still played like on the wing. And then coming to the NBA, it just completely changed. Right, but. Since then, since high school, you had a lot of trials and tribulations with your injuries. Especially right. you had a tough hip injury when you right. were killing at UCLA and right. you are getting ready to hit the draft and everything like right. that. And you had to kind of like what Festus Azili says, rebuild the beast. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how did, you, how did you rebuild the beast, my man? <laughs> so I, I got hurt at UCLA in my like, open gym. So yeah. my first month there, I got hurt. And I couldn't really play throughout the summertime. And then I ended up playing – I played every game, but it was tough. Yeah. Like, it was tough. So, coming into the draft, I kind of knew that I, I'm going to have to, like, they wanted me to try to wait it out. And yeah. I'm like, bro, I can't keep playing like this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Like, yeah. And uh, so, I, I ended up getting the surgery. Uh, I come back. I have, like, a setback. And then they tell me uh, my other hip is bad, too. You probably got You can get it now or you can get it in two years, but you going to have to get it. So, I just shut it down again. Like, you I, the team. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm like – Let's get it. Let's just get it over. Yeah. I'm not gonna play. They yeah. we 73 and now. I have no shot getting minutes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm just go out there and get it. So I, I got the other surgery and you know uh, it it was tough. Both six months rehabs. You know, kind of just the more the hardest part was kind of took my confidence. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you get a hip injury like that, kind of stop you from moving. That's when I stopped kind of dribbling. I was kind of scared to push yeah. off. I've been playing through pain for so long. It was like yeah. you get used to like avoiding certain movements. So yeah. that was the biggest thing is just trying to get that confidence back and trying to get your confidence back while not being able to play mistake-free basketball. It's yeah. kind of tough. So, but I was able to figure it out and, you know, adjust, but it took a while. Yeah. Well, I want to go right there. Being that you had to go through those trials and tribulations, and I've been noticing you being a really good vet. Have you been able to connect with Wiseman on the situation that he's going through? Yeah, I try try to connect. Uh, I know in that situation, you don't want to be over overbearing because when you go into an injury, it's like it's only so much you can like tell them, mm-hmm. or because every injury, like the road is 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 difficult. So it's not like all right, I can't tell you what to expect, but I can just I always try to tell them like just enjoy the process, and when you come back. Come back and try to be yourself. Don't try to, like, I know they want you to do this, they want you to do that. Don't let them turn you into something that you're not. Like, you got to come back yeah. and be you because you you supposed to be one of those guys, so go out there and play like you're one of those guys. That's, That's one right. thing I try to try to do. Like, Clay is a great example. He got hurt. He come back. And he yeah, he confidence is on, on, on a million. He don't care about missing shots. <laughs> he going to get them up. And that's something that I, I wish I could would have got a chance to do is just come out there and be able to, you know, try everything. But, you know. You might as well just say that for the after. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Right
Hey there, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast. And yes, we are in the thick of the college hoop season. Our pod runs at least three times a week and covers everything you need to know. From the power conference team to the mid-majors, the scoops, the stories, game predictions, previews, huge recaps, everything. We cover it all. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball Podcast wherever you get your pods. And so I think, you know, people understand how hard it is to overcome injuries, but now you're over the injuries. Now we get KD, and now you really start asserting yourself. Right. You know, uh, walk us through your, what was your, like, first meaningful game where you kind of started getting your confidence? When was that moment for you? So uh, during the preseason of my second year, to start off, so when I, I first got cleared to play contact was the first day of training camp. So the first two weeks of training camp was terrible. I was sore. My body was hurting. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but as training camp kept going on, I kept getting better and better. And I kept telling myself, like, I was on the court. I would see everything. I know what was going to happen. I was just a half second slow. So I'm like, all right, if I get, if I get my rhythm, I'm, I'm going to be able to play. So I got got some time that year. But going into my, my third year, that summertime, I got to really play pickup at UCLA. And I really got my confidence back. Like, I got to – play against guys, and I really feel good about myself. And then going into my third year, my first meaningful game, i never forget it, was uh, versus the Wizards. Draymond gets ejected. <laughs> at, <I'm> at, <laughs> Draymond gets ejected in the first half. <laughs> he gets ejected at, uh, in the first half, and I start in the third quarter. And I had, I get like I score like twelve points all in the pocket, I get some dunks, and everything. After that, I was, it was no looking back for me. I, I, I probably was inactive the first five or six games. That was my one time, and I got thrown out there. So, so guys, <laughs> you know how the league is. You're not wishing for a guy in front of you down front. <laughs> no, but you always want it. Rolled ankle away from you. No, 35 minutes. But it's funny because he don't have to worry about Draymond getting hurt. He was like, man, he on edge today. I'm looking for these minutes. <laughs> you know he just – he went back all the way right. no, from his 30 minutes. No, that's right. That's <laughs> he <right>. lied. <laughs> We thought tonight he was over there. <laughs> that was a, that was a crazy he got a dunk. Time, so. <laughs> he got a dunk, and he got the wag. I'm like, oh, they gonna throw him out. But, but you know, does that ever cross your mind? That we mean, we keeping it real right now. Right. I remember seeing guys, you know, thinking, you know, my rookie year. It, it, it's, it's a little different now, but back in the old days, guys would be wishing for a dude downfall in front of them. I know you don't think about no, it. Right. I, I mean, me and Dre would joke. Like, right. Sometimes he'd be out when I was a rookie. I'm like, damn, bro, when you going to get hurt? Right. So, <laughs> so I get my swagger back. Right. Like, like, you're killing me, dog. Right. Like, like, you know what I'm but saying? I gave you Kobe, though. <laughs> that was nice of you. <laughs> Buddy gave me 48 straight. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And I had like a, a rough 13. So. <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday because I had a tap on the shoulder in that game. Oh, I do remember that. Served me some papers. But anyway. But uh, your suit, you had on a nice suit. I had a nice suit, though. though. That was a nice suit. But, but, back to you, Lil. Um, what was Wiggs dunk like tonight? <laughs> that dunk was incredible. We've been on Wiggs all year to dunk the ball. It took him to the playoffs to take it to another level. He's been putting people on posters. So That's crazy. I, was I can't believe they called that Even flex, he yelled. That, 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 was, that was dope. <laughs> I didn't even see the offensive foul call. He took him with him. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's what was a shame. I mean, even Lucas said after the game, he was like, that was just an impressive dunk. Like, it, I got hit a little bit, but it wasn't. That was, a, that was, that was, that was, we were jumping. We were like, what the hell? 
Yeah. As a big man, we got, you got to come over, trap the box. That's a terrible feeling to see somebody like him take that two feet step. It's like, oh, you can't do nothing. It, 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 it got to be contact here, yeah. contact here to contest that. That's right. for sure. Yeah, try to get out for me. I just try to get there as early as possible and foul. But hey, we 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 special. So he got some of the most hops in the league. He don't want to use them all the time, but when he decides to do it, he I don't think nobody can get up there with him. Now let's take it off the court. You know, I want to go in a different direction. You know, we're not, we don't consider ourselves a basketball podcast, but, you know, we definitely know the game. We'll break the game down. But, right. you know, walk us through. This is what I want to know. You know, throughout all the injuries and the nerve damage, you know, you and I talk about all that. Right. Talk about some of the things you incorporated off the court to make you a better basketball player. Ah, oh, man. Or I, to help your body. I didn't try. I did a lot of trial and error with a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, yoga is something that that's that helped me a lot this year. I do it every game day. It's called yoga. It's something that they uh, they put me on. Uh, it's been dope for me. Uh, summertime, I've been try. I try like do like something different every summer, just so I don't do the same thing every year. So I did like Muay Thai this summer. Mm-hmm. That was that was fun. Uh, I then did jujitsu before. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And then uh, the, my diet was something that was was big for me because I had a lot of stomach problems too. So that was kind of going with my nerve thing. So I just remember you talking to me my first two years about my my food. And that was probably the biggest thing I learned from him. And I'm like, bro, I ain't trying to hear that. Like, <laughs> nah. me, I talk extra and other, but don't talk about yeah, my diet. Yeah, like, I can't <laughs> let you eat that. Like, I, can't let you, I can't let you do that. Yeah, like, yeah. so that, that was the biggest thing. So my diet, you know, adding, adding yoga, um, that was that was the biggest thing for me, and like I'm a type of guy I can't really just get in shape by like just running. Yeah. So like I have to like play every day. Like uh, so when I was hurt, that was the biggest thing. Like I, I kind of for me getting shape, I couldn't get in shape by just you no. Know, uh, you can't. I'm rehabbing. It's tough to get back to where you want. Yeah. You're not really getting better. You're just getting yeah. back to where you was. Yeah. So when I get a, a time to actually get a whole summer and actually play against people, that's when I'm able to get to the top shape and get into, used to playing every day. Yeah. Well, I, you look back on the injuries and off the court stuff, but like one thing you can't look, overlook is now you're a championship caliber player. Right. Like when you break <laughs> that down six or seven years ago of being injured. Right. And nerve damage and everything. Like. Right. It takes a lot to be a championship caliber player. Like right. I, I, most of my seasons ended after the first round, <laughs> right. sweet by y'all. Like you know what I mean. So right. to think the mental part of it and everything right. else like that. Like how, how do you feel when when you sit back and look at that on the brink of possibly another championship run? Uh, it feels good to know that you can uh, play at the like the highest level. Like you know, yeah. some guys they are really good, but it's, it's hard for them to play at that level and where every possession matters, every moment yeah. matters, and. Uh, you know, if I wouldn't have been here, I don't know if I would have ever, ever got there. But you know, playing at, at with the Warriors, you held to that standard. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, I had to play mistake free basketball. So yeah. it's like, you know, I know if I mess up, it's gonna be on film. He yelling at me, Draymond yelling at me. I was, it's my fault. Yeah. Even if it's not my fault, it's my yeah, fault. Yeah. So uh, to me, to be able to like rise to that occasion, uh, you know, gives you a lot of confidence that like, all right, I dreamed about these moments. I was able to step up, so that gave me a lot of a lot of confidence. I got a lot of stories I'm gonna be able to tell about playing on these high leverage games and being in moments where, you know, you supposed to be the weak link and the guys picking on you, but you you step up and uh, those moments like that was, was pri- are priceless. So yeah. you know, it gives me a lot of confidence. So I'm I'm thinking of that right now, you know, and we just flowing, so we on a basketball thing. So I'm gonna run with it. We've been getting a lot of talk of, you know, who's going to guard this guy, who's going to guard this guy. Like, every series, right. you know, you had 
Luca. Like you had, <laughs> I mean, not Luca. The first series you had Joker. Yeah. You had to, you know, take on Joker. And then, you know, last series, you know, you got uh, Jaron Jackson shooting the ball amazing. Right. And you got uh, Ja coming at you. And right. They, people don't, people forget he been in some battles. Yeah, for right? sure. We did, you know. Cleaver let you off the hook, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talking about, we talking about his, his track record. I know, of course, People for sure. forget sometimes, you know, not forget, they just not. It's the casual basketball fan. They don't really know, you know. And who did you have to guard for about four or five years straight? Uh, Harden. James Harden. And Chris Paul. <laughs> and Chris, they was putting, they was trying to pick on him. Bro, they, that first game in Houston, bro, I think you might have got hurt, so I had to play a lot. Wow. I was in probably 40 pick and rolls, like ISO. All like, that. Everything. Like the first three quarters was just me mm-hmm. on the island versus them two. Mm-hmm. Like, bro. And, they left you, <laughs> and they left you off the watch list, man? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I was just waiting for you to say, I was <laughs> wondering, So bro. what you mean by you got left over the watch I'm just saying. Like, Who all got watches? It was yourself. It was... <laughs> The other beige brother, Clay. It was Draymond. I know if you buy three, you get the fourth one for free. <laughs> <laughs> it got to be something like that. I was like, hey, bro. I ain't set all these screens and, you know what I mean, change my game not right. to get iced out. You know what I'm saying? Man. But 30, 30 came to practice and he said, he said, I listened to the pod. That was my favorite part when when Evan Et was like yeah, mooned and all that just to get left off. No, I was at the crib like, bro, where's my man's watch at? Hey. G? Like, I would have gotten one by default so it wouldn't look crazy. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think he got one on the way. Okay, you good? Looking man. for us, then. You got a championship yeah, ring, so you good? We got a big payday this summer too, so he can buy. He can buy. Hey, it man. ain't the same. <laughs> hey, I like free stuff too. So I don't know. Oh no, true story. So that's that's you know. As we wind it down, you know, give us your ambitions uh, or things you're looking for in life outside of basketball and when it's all said and done. Uh, so outside of basketball, I got, I know my girlfriend got her clothing business that I, I like to, uh, I'm kind of, I like getting dressed. I like supporting that. So that's something that I really support and my brother and, and music, uh, I, I'm never gonna write a rap or, or do nothing. So I want to know about the business side of right. it and, yeah. and uh, how they make money and, and do that type of stuff. So we talked about it before. I want to go intern at uh, Atlantic Records or Empire to see how the, how that stuff works. I consume music every day. I listen to music podcasts. I just want to see uh, the business side. And uh, so that's my two favorite things I'm interested in uh, right now. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm focused on. I'm 26. I got to get this contract, and <laughs> I got a few more years left, hopefully, so uh, to figure out what I really want to do. But right now, I don't want on the top of my list. You, you 26. Yes. And what year is this? Seven. Yeah. That's impressive. Very. Impressive, because I mean, what's the average career? It's like 4.2, no, 4.3. It dropped. Damn. We in the threes now. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> like get, football. Yeah. <laughs> they we get rid of guys, and I want to mention this too. I was highly upset. I did an article. And it was uh, the the story was supposed to be on me, and while I've been hurt and trying to take on, they think I've been trying to take on a coaching role, but he know that's just me. <laughs> right. like, I'm not trying to be the coach. Right. I just can't help myself. I don't yeah. even want to be a coach. Right. I just end up there. And then he said, "I got one more question for you." We all know what that means. It's some BS on the side you throwing there. And he said, uh, it's, "You know, it's been a lot of noise that the Warriors are too old." What do you think about that? I said, "What?" Yeah, ain't y'all all like? I said, I said, what? He said, he said, all the fans saying y'all too old. And 
I'm just, it, it annoys me because this guy's been in the league seven years, he's 26, but he would be considered old. That's crazy. And, well, how old, Steph is 33. Yeah. Oh, wow, really? I, I think if you go throughout all the players, all the teams in NBA history that won a championship, I want to know their average age since all y'all got all the data and analytics. <laughs> like, put it together, and I think you would see. But I think that shows a lot to, you know, testament to you that right. people think you're an old guy. You're 26 right, yeah. years old. And I get that a lot, too. That's kind of, that's, it's funny that people think I've been in the league like 20 years. Like, yeah, don't know when you play, bro. when you playing with, with them on the front stage for a long time, yeah. they think you're older than what you are, but. Wiggs only 27. Yeah. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Like, like oh, he was right. saying the young guys and, and maybe the guys older than me, but the young guys, yeah. so I was like, all right, like, I'm only 26. Like, I'm close to that age, too. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> That guy's about to get paid, uh, yeah. and I hope he get everything. But he's a young guy, and he's older than him. The, the perception. Of That's the whole crazy. Yeah, so it's, it's it's different, you know. And it's, it comes at you fast because, like, when you got guys like like JP, for example, he took like he say he grew up watching me. He's like, bro, like, like now we on the same team. Yeah. They look at me like I'm a, like I'm an old like I'm an old head. Like I, I used to look at Andre, so it's kind of funny yeah. to like now people coming to me for advice and. Telling me they problems, and I gotta listen and be like, uh, "Usually, you be like, man, <laughs> <laughs> it happened fast. Yeah. It happened really fast. Like, now we haven't brought that up. Did you know JP? You played against JP when he was a freshman in high school. Y'all both from Milwaukee, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you know, did you know or did you believe that JP would get to the league when you played against him back then? I had no, I, I had no idea. It wasn't uh, like Corey Lucius back in the day. Nah, he nah. nah Corey Lucius was a the truth best back player in, in eighth grade. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey Lucius was <laughs> the truth. Yeah, so JP, like I didn't, I didn't, I knew who he was. I knew he was good. Like he, he played uh, on that team. He got time as a freshman, so he had some big shots in that, in that game. We actually played, but I didn't know he was gonna be a a, a pro. Like, I remember looking back, like oh, he's going to Michigan. Like that's pretty dope. That's big time for yeah. us, a guy from Milwaukee, go to Michigan. But people from they didn't like kind of like. They wouldn't give him the credit that he was kind of like deserved. They wouldn't talk about him as being like an NBA player or being one of those guys. And then when I really got to watch, sit down and watch him play, like, oh, he, he, like he's really good. So, and you've seen a lot, a lot of growth from him over the last two yeah, years. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Of, still got a ways to go. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm gonna keep putting my foot in his ass. That kid, that kid <laughs> right. be he got a chance to be really good. So we got he got good people to learn from. Like a good system to be in and watching Steph every day play and then that work ethic. That's the one thing I knew he was going to be good. Yeah, he when worked. he got to the league, like, he might have had his ups and downs, but he was he would work. He'd be in the gym all day shooting shots. Like, I'm like, you shouldn't even be shooting that shot, but he's working on it. That's man. good. And he got uh, the craziest confidence you ever see. Like, mm -hmm. like that beige confidence? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like, people tell him, his rookie year, people tell him he's terrible. He's the worst player in the NBA. And he's going Just out shrugging. there talking crazy to people. Like, yeah, he pissed Dame off. Yeah, yeah. Dame was mad, dude. I, I, I remember I talked to Dame about it. I said, I don't even know what's up with little dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like, he said, what? And like, legit. He got that confidence. Now you see he's a killer. Right. Yeah, right. so um, appreciate you chiming in so late after the game. Uh, we hope y'all got a good experience. Uh, you know, we hopefully we got a long way to go in the season left. You know, hopefully we got some more weeks left. So we're gonna keep tapping in with y'all. Appreciate y'all joining Point Four. It's the first live podcast we've had. So um, we only gonna continue to get better. Uh, myself, Andre Godalvin, my name and Evan Turner. And we out. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. 
Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.